everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. I'm your host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. And today we're talking about intuitive eating. By definition, intuitive eating is an approach developed to help people heal from the side effects of chronic dieting. Our society today is full of fad diets, quick fixes, and conflicting information about food. So finding a healthy relationship with food is not an easy feat. Recently, I personally started working on my relationship with food with the goal of healing my body from the inside out. After years of yo-yo dieting and changing my eating habits solely for the purpose of weight loss, I started to take notice that my health and suffering... Uh, my health was suffering and I honestly just didn't know how to eat to support my body anymore or to be optimally functional. Um, I found that I was eating strictly for the purpose of looking good uh, because that's just what I was kind of primed to to feel like mm-hmm. was the way to do things. Um, I well, sorry. Yeah. Go. So what does that look like for you right now? So you just started this like this kind of. Uh, detox I guess with a little bit of more switching how you eat and kind of more focused on whole foods Mm. so what is that I guess what are you doing at this point to kind of like reset your system yeah so like recently I just realized that my body was just in this state of like constant discomfort um I was constantly having really really bad like indigestion and heartburn and like um feelings of nausea migraines um I'm going to go get really deep here and like let you guys know that even first thing in the morning, um, I could not put food in my body without immediately having to go to the washer. I'm like, mm. it was like my body was just rejecting anything and everything. Um, That's super interesting though. Sorry to interject because mm-hmm. like they say you're supposed to poop is like normal is like three times a day mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I don't even honestly, maybe once a day for me, like so bad. Like, yeah. Sometimes I go, like, a day or two without going to the washroom. Yeah, and that's actually a more common thing than not lately, too. And, like, I would say that I'm fairly regular, I guess. But, like, it was almost at a point where it wasn't, like, I knew it wasn't healthy at the Mm -hmm. same time. Like, some days it was a lot. And it was, like, every time that I ate. And (laughs) I know we're getting into, like, the poop talk here. But it's so true that that's, it's a great indicator, like. Super good indicator. Into what your health is actually mm. looking like and for me it was a matter of like my body just felt like it was constantly battling with itself um and just things were not feeling right so i knew that i needed to just take things back into my own hands and like i never had a super healthy relationship with food growing up we ate kind of like i wouldn't say we eat terribly Um, but in my house, I don't remember ever being taught how to eat for like health benefits to Mm. feel good. Like these are the foods that are going to help you thrive. I don't remember ever learning that. Um, like I remember my dad making us really good comfort food. I remember like, um, I, I love my mom, but between my mom and I, we're not like, certified professional like cooks or anything like that like I never learned um like kitchen skills I suppose aside from just like kind of throwing together whatever for convenience or um you know just eating for convenience and like drive-throughs and like all that stuff and Mm -hmm. so um and like my dad cooked a lot of 
the time, but he cooked, like I said, comfort foods, like rich foods. He was a farm boy. So like that hearty, like, you know, meat and potato style diet, like all that stuff. Yeah. I'm also French Ukrainian. So you can imagine what my diet, well, diet looks like. And then interjecting about like your parents, like my parents were divorced too. My mom, obviously not saying, you know, all women who get divorced, um, face this fact, but you know, just based on statistics, women who come from a divorce end up having less money or more likely to be in poverty just because the, you know, men and women work at the same level. There's that wage gap, right? So mm-hmm. for my mom, I know it used to be 99 cents, like sidekicks, whatever was cheap, whatever was yeah. on sale. Um, and she was really good at like whipping it up or putting extra things into it to make it like hard or healthy. But if something was on our plate, like it needed to be eight and yeah. it wasn't just because like we needed to eat because we weren't eating enough food but it's just like you cannot waste this because we can't afford yeah yeah to have more or totally. you know so and that was it like you know there was some snacks but those were designated for like lunches and you know to take to school but like if we we're having supper like and you didn't eat it you had to come back and eat it later mm-hmm. just because it was that like you cannot waste mentality right mm-hmm. if you're saying you're full like my mom was like okay that's like leave but the plate stays. Mm-hmm. So don't be trying to get around this whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, saying you're full and then coming back and having like a chocolate bar. Yeah. Honestly, like, so I have the same mentality. Like, I hate to waste food. And I don't know that mine goes as far back as my parents. Because, like, my parents, I really, I don't remember much of that. Like, I know my parents were very much, like, encouraged us to, to eat our meal versus having treats and things like that. I don't remember growing up and, like having an abundance of like all of the cool treats um but when I became a single mom and I was working um making minimum wage Mm -hmm. and paying for my own apartment and I was doing it all on my own I had a very small budget for groceries so I was actually just talking to a friend about this the other day so me and Avery I worked at a daycare and she went to the, uh, the same daycare um we got snacks provided to us like she did and I as a staff was allowed to partake in snacks um, in the morning and the afternoon so I ate there that was like a a healthy snack but like also a kid's type of snacks like crackers and like applesauce and whatever Mm -hmm. um but when it came to groceries and like me eating at home I remember eating rice um so I could buy rice because rice doesn't go bad so you could buy it in bulk super cheap I would buy the frozen veggie mixes like whatever one I could get on sale I rarely, rarely bought meat. I bought those, like, veggie meatball things from um, Ikea. Oh, yeah. Whenever I'd go there, I'd stock up in those because Avery really liked them and, like, the veggie medallions. But I rarely got meat because meat was so pricey. And if I did, like, I would buy it when it was on sale and freeze it and stuff like that. And that was, like, that was the brunt of, and, like, toast, like, bread. That was the brunt of what I lived on for probably, like, six months after I became a single parent. And I did not like wasting food and like if Avery didn't finish I would eat what she finished and that sometimes led me to like overeating in my like portion intake really right Right. so I've I never really had a good um I hated to waste so like my portions were always off and all that stuff but I like in the fit I was introduced to the fitness industry like before I had Avery and I saw the dieting that went down and like how people were eating to make their bodies look a certain way and um that was just the other side of the spectrum that I was exposed to so learning how to one eat for pleasure and convenience when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and then two eat for 
aesthetics when I was involved in like the fitness industry and seeing that all the time. So those were kind of like my two realities and relationships with food. And um, the most recent dynamic that I've had with food, like because I used to eat solely for my looks and now I'm very, I'm comfortable with the way that I look. I'm in a healthy, loving relationship with someone who loves the way that I look and respects me for how I look. And I don't feel that pressure to look a certain way as much anymore. Mm -hmm. I've kind of had a more carefree attitude about what I put into my body because I'm like, oh, whatever, like, you know, now I'm engaged. Like he he loves me anyways. Like I can have an extra few pounds and it's made it really, really hard for me to make healthy eating, just like healthy food decisions. Right. So now I've realized like my health is suffering from it. Like mm-hmm. regardless of the way that I look, like I f- have been feeling like shit. Yeah. So for me, the ultimate goal is just to be getting my body back to a place where like I feel good. Like I'm energized. I wake up. I can eat my food. I know what it's doing to serve my body and I can be confident in those decisions. Mm -hmm. And there's so many factors that, you know, play into that, those feelings, right? Like food, caffeine, stress, like all these aspects. And Mm -hmm. you had mentioned on social media and then I jumped on it to take a look with the Red Table Talk, right? With Will Smith and stuff and how they can actually like do draw blood work to like figure out your age mm-hmm. based on your in, like insides like everything that's going on like how you're feeding and fueling your body and like oh i don't God. even want to know no <laughs> i'm like uh 28 can uh, I show up as like 49 yeah like, you know? I'm just, oh like, it's gonna be bad right yeah but i know you're saying from that fitness aspect like i well i saw so basically i was always like at a level of like probably around I think it was about 160 pounds always but like in school a lot of my friends were like more petite so I grew up with like a little bit of a complex there always wanting to be like smaller tiny or whatever but I was always like a stable number um maybe even 145 150 at that point no maybe 160 yeah and um but like and would play sports so I was still active like would eat kind of you know what I wanted here and there wasn't really like dieting like I said my parents like my mom and you know, previously had made sure we would eat just, like, what she had given us because that's what we had. Um, you know, my dad's house was always, like, healthy, great. We'd kind of, like, get some options. It was nice. Either way, like, both were fine, right? Um, and then my grandma passed away and I became an emotional... I was always an emotional eater. Let's take that back. Like, when there's stress or whatever, even now, like, I like to snack or have mm. something... Um, to take my mind off of it and watch TV and do all the unhealthy coping skills, even though I know how to do the proper ones too, right? <laughs> Just like, but those are like kind of what's ingrained in you and what you kind of reached for first. Yep. Um, and at that point, and this is probably before I knew those things, right? So my grandma passes away and like between from even before she passed away like she was in the hospital so i'd always like i was in school so it'd be like school and then i'd stop at mcdonald's and i'd grab something and go to the hospital and then you know or i'd be at the hospital and then i'd grab something and eat and then i'd go to school or whatever and like that's because i always just wanted to be with her and i don't don't regret it because i would not give up a single minute to have like cooked a meal instead of mm-hmm. being there but it led into a pattern that after she passed away then i was like you know sad and kind of like lonely or like feeling upset because she's my best friend and um I just, like, kept in that little bit of a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, I think I was, like, I pulled myself out of it, and I was, like, 200 pounds-ish. 
and that was my heaviest I'd ever been at the time. And I was like, I need to make a change. So I jumped into bodybuilding. I got a coach and I said, I want to compete in three months from 200 pounds. And I think I stepped on stage at one thirty. After something. three months? Yeah. Wow. Lots of weight. But like very strict on my food intake. And I literally, I followed that plan to a T. They said, work out. I worked out. They said, eat this. I ate that. Like, I just, I'm 100% committed when it comes to something like that. If I put my mind to something and I want to do it. So I did it. I stepped on stage. And immediately after getting off like bounce back kind of went to my old habits like because it wasn't long enough to be con- a consistent thing and then I didn't yeah you know you're supposed to write like you diet in you diet out so like I never did that other reverse. part where I reverse dieted and expanded my macros um and then um just kind of went back to like eating more normal and then I found um macros and tracking macros so I would literally just like give myself a amount of set a lot of amount of calories and protein carbs and fats broken down and that's what I would do so I would mm-hmm. have good meals but I would also have like cheats and I fit in going to Wendy's and having like a burger and whatever and just like changed little things and it wasn't necessarily um healthy but it was within my caloric intake so my body weight was like down yeah right yeah and that's a big thing to note too is like just because you are like restricted dieting or you're counting macros it's not necessarily um like yes your caloric intake is good you're eating healthy quote unquote in the sense of um to lose weight or mm-hmm. to you know which is also good i think it's important your waistline needs to be a certain size like that like triggers obesity but it's not like healthy from the inside out like yeah. Right, like we're still putting food down that's processed. That's you know, I was eating. I was still using like Walden Farm syrup, which like zero calorie, just chemicals all in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then I wanted cheese, so I have like fat free. Right, and we're putting, which we think is healthy. <laughs> exactly, which we we think is healthy based on these like what society says. Um, you know, or you're looking at like zero cal this whatever right which is like added sugars and splenda and whatever or diet pop which i just prefer because of taste i know it's not good for me um and that sort of thing so then so i went to that so i had that under wraps for a bit and i said i wanted to compete again i was like this time i got it right i know the macros so i macroed my entire um competition and at that point i started off as about one. 65 so it wasn't as bad and then I went down to like 130 but I'd already been consistently working out so the muscle was there so it was just like more of a decrease uh, calorie wise and I was juggling a bunch of things so like I wasn't my goal when I signed up for this was I was like I need to do this I want to I mean I want to do this but these are all my other commitments Mm -hmm. so like make it work around my schedule or it's not happening you know like so that was more of a mentality instead of like I need to do this and I want to do it any way possible so once I competed stepped on stage got off, started reverse dieting, and I can't remember at what point, I think it was somewhere in between where I felt like my mental health was, like, kind of rocky, and I was, like, I went to my coach, and I said, like, I can't eat this way anymore, I cannot, like, my mind is fucking up, really, like, it's Mm -hmm. just not, it's not working, something, like, it's not connecting, I'm feeling depressed, anxious, all this stuff, and I need to change how I'm eating. So basically, I went back on a plan of like, okay, we're going to do it. So you're having your meals are like, you know, like beef and rice and broccoli with like some ketchup or whatever. And back to like that, again, that restricted food eating. 
and I got to this point where anytime I'd have like because now I was back to this restricted eating anytime I'd have like a cheat or whatever I was feel so guilty or yeah. if it was like off the cheat plan or whatever like it wasn't that one time a week or it was twice a week or whatever and it was so horrible that I came to that point where I was saying last episode where Tyler's like just have the bowl of cereal like you're not gonna die you mm-hmm. know like it's gonna be okay like eat it mm-hmm. because my like I was saying my mind was so messed up but now after doing all that I don't know how to eat without tracking or have that all or nothing mentality mm-hmm. so it's like I, it's like okay well I'm gonna eat super healthy so I'm gonna have like these eggs and I'm gonna have this and then it's like okay well I had this little chocolate bar fuck it and the whole diet's done mm-hmm. like it's over mm-hmm. like cut who cares doesn't matter or I could track macros and I'm literally sitting at my phone like okay if I have this I can have this and then this plus this is this. Yeah. But literally like the concept of macros, right? Like that in in some of this in some sense, like that is what you need to do, but like toss the phone. Like get out of your head. Like I could tell you, you know, how many calories are in egg whites or, yeah. or eggs or how much fat. Like I still have those numbers in my mind, um, from how intense and how like stringent I was at following through on it. But I can't it doesn't balance with being a mom look what I want being a mother to look like for me and don't get me wrong like I want to be healthy and I want to show my children these things and I want them to eat um for sustenance but then at the same time I also like want to show them like it's okay for your body to look whatever way it deems as long like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. honestly Oof. you you talk about macros I'm like um, macros was one of those, not that macros is a meat, is a fad diet, because if you can use it effectively and you can have a good, um, good mentality around it and like still be eating really good whole foods, macros is a great thing. Mm-hmm. But that's where your dieting comes from too, right? Yeah. Like that's how they get your numbers. Yeah. But at the same time, I remember when macros was like kind of first making its way mainstream and people were posting. I followed this page on Instagram and it was literally the like all this person did was post shitty, shitty, shitty foods Mm -hmm. like burgers and like ice cream sandwiches, like all this homemade stuff. But it's like garbage for your body but being like oh I stayed within my macros and these people are looking like lean and trim and like super fit mm. and that really fucked me over for a long and time it's the same concept too because it's like you're a little square on Instagram we talk about this all the time comparison that to do macros effectively you have to eat in moderation mm-hmm. so that's probably like his one meal he's had when everything else was like chicken rice chicken rice chicken rice right just to fit that big portion in yeah but still if, if you don't know that or you don't know that side of this world yeah yeah right it it fucks you up yeah and then there are also other people too who will who do just eat processed foods um and claim it as healthy too like like you said like there are a lot of products out there that are like the fat free or the sugar free or the calorie free or whatever that we are like tricked into believing is like a healthier Mm. option like just because it's calorie free doesn't mean it's healthier and I got sucked deeply into that trap too yeah and like for me I it got to a point like I was I'm an emotional eater too so when I was eating for my looks 
if I was eating a certain way and I was being really strict on myself and I still didn't end up the way, still didn't look the way that I wanted to look, I would spiral and I would binge. And Mm. I'd be like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm not getting the results that I want anyways. And then I would go and have a peanut butter cup and cry about it. And then I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to lose weight for sure now. So I'm just going to eat all the peanut butter cups and like, screw this. I don't care. I'm over it. I'm done. And then I'll have a pity party for three or four days. And then all of a sudden I punished myself again. I would like starve myself. Or I would go, like, I remember for a while, I literally, uh, there was, like, three or four days, like, consistently. The only thing that I ate for three or four days was celery stalks with mustard. I literally took... Mustard? Yeah, because it's calorie-free. Calorie-free. And celery is... the what's that thing that they used to say you burn more calories eating celery that you actually digest by eating it yeah so there was like three or four days where I, I ate celery dipped in mustard because I was like okay like I need to just like counteract all the calories that I just like consumed and I had this twisted thing about food and then I would want to comfort myself so then I'd go making like a whole pot of homemade macaroni and cheese and I would like binge and binge and binge on these comfort foods to make myself feel better and then all of a sudden I'd go back into the cycle of like okay like I need to look good and I was just like torn between these two mentalities and when I was single and I had no other option I I actually lost a lot of weight um and I have to say it wasn't in an unhealthy way because I was eating healthy like I was eating essentially like veggies and rice and like I was eating fruits and healthy grains and things like that from the daycare so I was eating very fairly well but it was from a place of absolute um, necessity Mm. because I did not have the financial means for anything else if I did I would have been eating a lot differently I probably would have been eating a lot more takeout I probably would have been eating garbage again and like I so I just never really had this healthy relationship with food in the sense that like I ate to thrive and to function and Mm -hmm. when I watched that red table talk it just absolutely blew me out of the water I was like there we're just mindlessly eating food because it's there or because it's convenient or because we're being told that it's good for us but then the next day like we're being told it's not good for us so then we're eating something different and without actually knowing like the real science behind mm-hmm. how our bodies work Even and alcohol like mm-hmm. we were talking about there too yeah and like that's one of the things that um in the plan that I'm doing as well like um re- removing alcohol and caffeine for 30 days um on top of like your gluten your refined sugars your dairy like all of that stuff um essentially like anything that could be an allergen or anything too acidic um anything that could be addicting like you're you're eliminating all of those things and then you're just really gradually reintroducing things um to see like if your body is having a reaction so like gradually reintroduce gluten back in gradually for me like there are certain things that I won't once I kick those habits I don't want to reintroduce them um in the same way that I have them in my life now like I'm still working on kicking the caffeine. That's a really tough one for me for 30 days. (laughs) I'm finding that I'm on day three of just this new intuitive way of eating. And like when I go and when I pick up food now, the question that I ask myself is like, is this working for my body? Is this providing my body sustenance or is this working against my body? Like, Mm. is this going to be the cause of of disease or is this helping me prevent disease? Am I going to feel proud about eating this? And like, I'm not, it's not that I feel guilt. Like, I don't want to make myself feel guilty about eating things. Like I absolutely am still going to, you know, enjoy things, but just a matter of being like, am I, can I confidently put this into my body and like feel good about it? Right. And, um, just get in that general mind 
mindset around food because you know there's nothing wrong with having a treat here and there and like we talk about moderation everything in moderation in life um is fine but like when you're when it's just a habit consistently eating just mindlessly that is when um you kind of start to lose control and you just don't realize what's happening in your body and you have all of these symptoms that you just don't even don't even think to consider are a cause of what you're putting in your body yeah I think now I'm actually thinking about there's one time in my life I would say that I had um actually a really good relationship with food um one trip actually I should say that I can recall um but I went with my two girlfriends um and we went to Palm Springs and mm. I was tracking macros but I'd gone off tracking macros that week and my I'll preface this by saying like my one girlfriend is a nutritionist and a trainer but just having that ability like we went to the store and we bought like we had you know like spinach salads with like strawberries and like Mm. actual real dressing we would go to the gym like while on vacation which was such a nice thing to do as a group then we go get like a smoothie like a protein smoothie so i had like a peanut butter smoothie and then just like eating foods and then we'd have like a one little meal a day and it was like decent and i was quite like i felt and like looking back like that's where i felt like i felt pretty good um looking back i felt pretty good about where i was at and how i was like it, my intake when I was consuming and like the moderation and the portions and like you know whatever like 90 10 or mm-hmm. 80 20 or 70 30 even really um but at the time I just think about like my body image and like because I had competed and where I was at I was like I just felt like horrible I felt fat and like blah and I'm looking back I'm like damn girl I'd give whatever I could for that body right now yeah but just like in that relationship with food and even recently um with that personal trainer um nutritionist friend of mine um she hosted a six-week challenge Mm -hmm. um and the first week started off with like a detox and like a vegetable soup and like included coffee i'm like fuck my mind had the worst headaches like it was brutal but it was so good to just kind of like get that kind of sense of how addicted our bodies are to like sugar Mm -hmm. coffee all those things um and she gave amazing options um for food items because she it comes with a meal plan it came with a grocery list so you there's no thought process of yeah. like what you need to buy it's like okay grab two avocados like you need to, this toast you should have already the, had this from last week you need lemons oh and then the morning is it lemons or lemons 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 Fuck, i always say the word wrong lemons, lemons. i've never lemons. heard anyone I don't know, say okay lemons it's a me problem i like it <laughs> i'm always like and then i second guess myself because i'm like i don't know if i said that right anyway it's completely separate <laughs> And then she had this, like, even in the morning, you'd have, like, this cleansing beverage. And I swear, it, like, made me poop every day. And yeah. It was, like, a, it was like, a, uh, like a lukewarm water with, like, a half a lemon and then, like, a little bit of cayenne pepper. Super yeah. good. Just slushes you right out. I highly recommend that to anyone. It's, like, a pinch. And it's just, like, um, anyways. And then you'd have, like, a smooth your shake or your breakfast or whatever. And it's just super, like, um, healthy and, like, healthy and mo- m- more ways than one right like it would definitely like the caloric intake would reduce like to give you a better um like overall body composition for like fat ratio to you know muscle mass but also it was whole foods right so she was saying like we were talking about like the chicken parm and i do a little bit differently now but she had actually had like using fresh breadcrumbs like and just like so great and like her she's always just very selective on her items and amazing 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 it's funny it's I did that, but I still found it for me personally, like hard to adopt. And I think it was because 
you know, maybe the grocery list had just like, it was just meant for me at that point and I wasn't doing it with my family. So that was like a bit of a struggle because, you know, then my daughter Olivia's like asking like, oh, why mom are you eating something different than we are or whatever? And I'm like, oh, you know, I can't really have that ice cream right now. And I still, she, and she, bless her soul, she still kept telling me like, you're not competing. Like this isn't a diet. Mm -hmm. If you want to have an ice cream, have the ice cream with your kid, right? Like. But I'm just like, I can't because I'm so afraid. I'm like, I'm clutching it. Like, I'm really like, it's what I like grasp or hold on to because I'm so scared. I'm just going to like have that one thing and it's not what she says it's supposed to have. And then it's like, boom, everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler and I went to Vegas <coughs> and I did a bit better there. And I was really proud of myself about like what I was eating and how I was incorporating and like, and just little changes. Like we would, even though we went to like Baskin Robbins or Dunkin Donuts, I don't know, sorry for breakfast, I'd have like the egg white special. And yeah, it was still higher in fat. It's like processed like food, but it was like the healthier alternative, right? Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. And then it's just like blah, blah, blah. And then you don't fall off. But yeah, yeah, I think that it's it's a lot about your headspace and where you're at mm. when you're doing things like that too. And kind of going off what you're saying, like, before in the past when I tried to heal my relationship with food it wasn't for anything aside from like the way that I wanted to look and that's I think that's for me what I clutched onto. and like for you like having that prep history like you said clutching onto things falling apart if you go off of plan like that comes from that right and like identifying your triggers and being able to identify where these um, feelings about food are stemming from I think is a big thing and like being able to really understand where those thought processes are coming from. hundred percent. And just like we talk about triggers and a lot of times our relationships with food are not based on food at all. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying body image, mine's from control. Like everything needs to be like controllable. Mm-hmm. I get really bad anxiety if something's out of my control. So that's like where that stems from too, right? Like we're saying like these triggers, a lot of times when we like when we're looking at it a lot of times it's not anything to do mm-hmm. with our food um kind of like our plan or health it comes from triggers like you're saying and eating patterns right so if you're emotionally eating if you're eating because you're bored what are the coping skills you can use or the healthy alternatives that you can do to occupy that time mm-hmm. right because that's where it's coming from so mm-hmm. maybe it's you want to change your health and you want to be eat more intuitively and that means going and seeing like a specialist or a psychologist or a counselor first and really figuring out mm-hmm. I, yes i'm emotional eating let's dig deep and let's open this up because mm-hmm. it's coming from somewhere that has nothing to do with food. Yeah, absolutely. There's something that it stems from. I know for me, like you say that it's um, a thing of control for you that, so I've tried so many diets. I've literally like tried absolutely everything under the sun. Um, and I haven't done them. I, I would honestly say that when I've tried them, I haven't really done many of them consistently mm-hmm. because I do it until like I lose a certain amount of pounds and then I just kind of do whatever. But I've also just, I don't know if this is the people pleaser in me or just like for a really long time in my life, I struggled to find like my own kind of independent like person. And I always just kind of, um, if someone suggested something to me, like that this would work for me, I would try that. Right. Mm, like, yeah. oh, you, you think it was going to work for me? Okay. I'm going to try it. And, um, I never really like found my full self until recently and so I think that was a big thing for me too someone told me something worked for them okay I'm gonna try it 
even if it didn't feel good for me or didn't seem good for me, like, even if my gut told me, like, no, that's not for you, I would still try it because I'm like, okay, like, it worked for them. Like, it's going to work for me too. And I just kind of convinced myself that doing things because somebody else did it and had success was, like, I needed to do it. And I wasn't able to really trust my intuition and my gut that at that point. Mm-hmm. So now getting to a place of intuitive eating and, like, being able to, like, it's like, okay, this seems like a good option for me. Like, I can be confident in this. Like, I feel like this is something that I can get behind and is sustainable for me. Like, for me, that was that's an ultimate goal, too. And really being able to just bring things back to the basics. Like, strip it back to, like, fair knowledge as well. Like, I think we all know that eating healthy whole foods is better than eating processed yeah. foods. Um So, bringing, like, just taking it back to the basics as I learn how to navigate a healthy relationship around the other things so I can kind of get back in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. in regards to that. And when you're talking about, like, doing what people, um, what everyone else is doing or doing something everyone else is doing, I think that's where we fall into, like, those quick fixes, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, eating sustainably or eating intuitively, that can't be rushed. But what we end up thinking is, like, to be healthy, that means losing weight or whatever. And we see those like those people who have like been restricted and following a plan and they're just eating this and like, oh, we're like, literally some people are like, what's your plan? Let me, I want to follow exactly what you're doing. And I was like, oh my well, God, yeah. it's not going to work for you because my whatever. caloric entry, uh, sorry, my caloric intake is going to be different than yours. Um, and like, you know, if you have any like health problems in the back, or whatever. But then we also see these people who like are skinny or fit on Instagram and they're like, take this detox or this you know, tummy time tea or take these pills because it's like these fat burners or whatever it is like and those quick fixes aren't going to work and a lot of times they're like not going to be healthy Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think we forget that we just see these things and we're like I want that now yeah what do I gotta do yeah like I don't know where we got this idea that like quick weight loss was a healthy thing but I know I have fallen for so many of those quick fixes Mm -hmm. and it's just something that um, it's thrown in our face. So it's, everybody wants it. And, um, yeah, I think that's something too, like kind of going on to figure out why we're eating the way that we're eating and why we're turning to food. Um, another thing too, is like, I have, um, so I struggle with my skin as well. So a big part of like my, um, healing my relationship with food as well as like healing my skin and all that stuff it's kind of one ties into the other but like keeping up with my water intake Mm. has been something I really struggle with but I'm working really hard on Mm -hmm. I can drink coffee and wine like no probs um but water has always been a hard time there's water in both yeah they're made with water (laughs) I find like even now in the morning before I go and turn to coffee because I have yet to kick my morning coffee and I just may never will and I mean that just may be something I live with whatever but I love my coffee um I just make a goal of like having a glass of warm water to just like jumpstart my body and make sure that I'm not jumping right into the caffeine and dehydrating myself further Mm. um but I think too like now that I've actually started drinking like my eight plus cups of water a day I realized that like a lot of the time when I thought I was hungry I really wasn't hungry I was just dehydrated yeah. well even yesterday it's crazy I came home and I was like oh I just want like I'm thirsty and I think all I literally actually had was two coffees and a diet pepsi <laughs> and I was like I'm just gonna have a glass of milk and then I drank it and like you know when your body recognizes like you're dehydrated mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I'm so thirsty mm-hmm. I'm so parched so I had another glass and then I'm like still so thirsty had another glass so like the short glasses but still they end up being like just almost as big as the tall ones and then I had and and then I was like oh I'm still thirsty I had a glass of water after that I'm like this is crazy like I just had a drink 
that ended up like having like a triggering response to like like letting me know like your my brain know like hey 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 you're thirsty this is not water <laughs> but like no but i hadn't had any water so like it's not coffee it's not diet pepsi it's not wine like we're talking about right and it's like your body's like oh my god you're thirsty like drink 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 like mm-hmm. you need something else like you're dehydrated <laughs> i actually did that this afternoon and rick was laughing at me i've been drinking my um my like digestive enzymes as well as like my water and everything out of a wine glass for the past couple of days one because it just feels fun um and two because I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're big wine glasses. I have big wine glasses. Um, so I've been drinking out of those and I poured myself just a glass. Familiar. <laughs> familiar, yeah. <laughs> I poured myself a glass of water in my wine glass and I just like chugged it and then I just filled it again. And Rick was like, Oh yeah, you're a little thirsty. And I'm like, Yeah, I am. And like I now have been able to identify when I'm thirsty and not hungry and like that's a big thing for me like I've normally never would have been able to identify that so now it's like if I feel immediately if I feel hungry I have a glass of water and then sometimes I'm still hungry and I eat obviously but I also realized like yeah my body was just like yearning for some H2O right now I just needed some water Mm -hmm. and now I can have a healthy um, portion on my plate versus doubling up and then still feeling famished afterwards because I'm really my body was just like needing some water so yeah, totally yeah I agree with that 100% I prefer drinking like out of a cup like a straw and I have one at work and I'm just like and we have water supplied to us I don't know why I'm so lazy to just walk over there and said I'll just like into the drawer mm. grab a little snack or a little treat or grab something for my lunch but yeah so just to recap I guess on the tips and advice is that remember there's no one size fits all solution so sometimes it takes trial and error or even speaking to a professional to figure out which uh, way of eating works for you and your body and how to do it um healthy for you um especially if you have any um underlying health concerns right mm-hmm. um also don't fall for the quick fixes so healing your body takes time and being sustainable in your health and eating um, intuitively, it can't be rushed. It's a process that's going to take a little bit longer than just doing um, like the fad diets or the tummy teas. Um, also, be aware of your food triggers and eating patterns. So if you notice that you're consistently eating um, after a certain event or after a certain weight, feeling a certain way or when you're bored, take note of that, write it down or track that and just Figure out a way or things you can do with your time or things you can do to help you cope other than turning to food. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep up with your water intake. So again, sometimes we think we're hungry, but we're we're dehydrated. So just making sure we're having um, water. And I think they say it's like 50%. Of, of, your, water of your body weight in water and mls or something like that in ounces converted. i think ounces so converted so that's a lot of water for like a lot of people mm-hmm. and some people even drink more than that but just making sure you're getting that in because that's going to actually help you curb those hunger cravings because you're not actually hungry at that point you're just your body's just dehydrated and wanting more water mm-hmm. and then lastly take it back to the basics so stick to real whole foods eliminating any processed stuff any common food sensitivities um to help you get familiar with what's actually working for or against your body so like chelsea was saying she's eliminating gluten right now she's eliminating dairy right now she's eliminating um sugars so or processed sugars not not like fruit and stuff but getting those away to see how her body's going to react normally. Another thing is to get rid of caffeine, right? So just taking away the things that affects how your body reacts to the food you're consuming mm-hmm. and allowing it to um, work and kind of like re-figure out, reconfoculate mm-hmm. um, how it needs to, like it's normal 
um, like line of how it's supposed to be reacting, how it's supposed to be consuming and digesting food. Yeah. And I just want to say to you guys, like, you know, um, me saying like, I'm eliminating gluten, I'm eliminating dairy, all of these things. Like you may be like, whoa, like that's super intense. Yes, it is. I am doing this for 30 days and not saying that this is something that it's not a long-term health change because it is, but I am also going to be gradually reintroducing these things into, um, my, eating just to figure out like which ones are the triggers so that I can I can figure out what actually works for my body and enjoy those things in moderation and enjoy still enjoy food and have a good relationship with it but it's a matter of just like getting stripping your body back to its normal pH and alkalinity and just like figuring out what actually complements and and works for your body and if you guys want any more information on like the on what that looks like for me and kind of um, the steps that I'm taking I'd be happy to share that with you in more detail um, it is going to look a little bit different for everybody, but I think like figuring out, stripping it back to the basics, like for a good month, you can do anything for 30 days, um, uh, and just really showing your body that respect and taking it back to, um, to its, you know, kind of beginning point And then, um, being able to really figure out something that works for you that is going to be long-term and, um, that you feel confident doing is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. We love hearing from you guys. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show and don't forget, girls.goals. Girls.